Hello, and welcome to episode 17 of Man vs. Business. My name is Les Janes, and I am here with my co-host, Sean McManaman. This week, Sean and I will be discussing marketing. Not one of our well-known topics, but we'll see how the discussion goes. So, with that, let's start the show. So, Sean, um, I thought we'd kind of take a little uh, uh, diversion here and move ourselves towards the beginning of the business, uh, way up to the front of the business, and talk about sales and marketing, mainly marketing. Uh, I have ulterior motives here in that uh, we're trying to uh, uh, get deeper into the marketing arena, uh, trying to understand our business and the array of things that we do. You know, it's interesting uh, talking to all the employees there. We've got a, a lot of employees that have been with us for a long time. They know what we do, but when you go to try and talk to them about it, <laughs> it's almost like they don't know what we do. <laughs> they just know what to do whenever we get the order. So we're trying to we're trying we're trying to break that down a little bit. So I wanted to I wanted to kind of move to the front of the business and 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 start with you know talking about marketing. Now I will say, let me add a caveat to this: that marketing is relatively new to me. So I am I am doing a lot of learning as we're kind of discussing this and and as our company kind of dives into this. I think you've you've been introduced to it several times in your career. Yeah, I've uh, been around the, the concept of marketing and how to market uh, in the different companies that I've been in. And it is uh, it is a real interesting concept when you talk about sales marketing is always pulled together, but there really is a, a difference between the marketing aspect and then the sales aspect. I mean, they complement each other, but when you talk about marketing and what efforts you need to, to do in your marketing program, um, it's it, it's pretty specific. What, what I like to say is that uh, marketing, it's the effort to get your message out to potential clients. Okay, and, when, and then sales is the effort to close the deal. I like you know, both those definitions. They make it very clear. Yeah, a pure form of of the concepts. Uh, that's that's what I like to think. I like to think of um, now. Do you have a separate marketing group, a separate sales group? And in many companies, you know, they have been paired back so far that that you know resources that were assigned to do specific tasks might not be doing them. Um, and now it's it's you know rolled up. This is something in day to day activity, but um, really marketing. If you have a plan, and then you, you, you and I keep going back to planning. You know, every week we talk about things, and it's got to do with a plan. Planning's the plan. planning is the big umbrella for everything, <laughs> right? Well, that's how you're prepared. Yeah, you know? you, you, that's how you're prepared. So, if you've got a marketing plan, and fine, if you don't have a marketing person looking after that plan, then sure, as a collateral duty, other folks in your in your organization can can be tasked with it, allocating a certain amount of time to that that marketing plan. But, you know, if you don't have any marketing, I think you are behind the eight ball when it comes to trying to get the sale, right? The, the marketing plan, is, you know, in other words, it's kind of like a farm where you have to till it and you sow it and you fertilize it and then, and then you reap from it. And the reaping part is the sales, right? Getting, getting the order. But all the stuff to get that, that plant, you know, if I'm going back to the farming analogy, to get that plant to, to, grow there's a lot of work that has to go into it and, and unless you're you're purposeful and can take the time to 
to do that work. Unlike, you know, somebody with a sales mentality, you want to, you want to turn something over quickly. You know, you don't want to spend a whole lot of time developing if you've got the opportunity to go to a different client that already understands your product and, and knows what they want. You're going to solve their problem and they're ready to give you an order. Typically, you're going to have people with that type of mentality going after the order rather than laying the foundation. So I always feel like marketing is kind of this afterthought. And one of these areas that people go, yeah, marketing's important, but, and they move on to the next thing. I always, it always feels like that to me. Is it, is it, is that true to some extent? No, that's no, I would say absolutely not. And I'm no great marketer or anything. I'm an engineer that, you know, I like finance and engineering and all that other stuff. Marketing isn't what I would, I would think is my favorite part of the business, but just like I said, you have to. That has to be the foundation. If if marketing is an afterthought, that means that you've got no seed spread out on your field, and you hope that a seed fell down in your field and it's going to grow. I think I think without any marketing, your sales effort and your sales team has a lot harder of a job walking into someplace and saying, "Hey, how about buying my product?" Okay, one. Does that sales guy know if the customer actually needs his product? Does the customer does he does he know that the customer has an issue that requires the product? I mean, all of that, all of that information, data gathering, analysis comes as a marketing part of the business. Now, is the sales guy responsible for that? Well, they might be responsible for it, but you can't say that the marketing effort is an afterthought. Otherwise, you're just shooting darts at a board and and, and hoping that you hit. The right number. So, so I'm not saying it should be an afterthought. I'm get, I just feel as though in some of these environments, it seems to be like it's an afterthought. Well, yeah, you're right. Sorry, I didn't mean to yell at you last. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I just, I just, I just, uh, I feel that that the way some of these companies handle it, and and not just talking about some of the companies I've worked for, but. Uh, just friends that I've spoke to about you know the, their role in sales and all that kind of stuff. When you ask them, do you all do any marketing? Well, we have brochures. And, you know, we we kind of talk to our customers and go to some shows. Yeah, and we have a website that hasn't been updated in six years. Exactly. So I always feel as though everyone agrees that marketing is important, and I agree that marketing is important. I just get the impression that it seems to be always somewhat set to the side and not and does not have enough effort or focus put on it to truly do a good job at, at w- what it is. And I think part of the problem is the fact that that people can't necessarily relate the output of the marketing effort. What are you getting out of it as to what you're putting into it uh, is my guess, purely well, my guess. Lesson. I, think, I think you hit the, the nail on the head with how marketing is treated – um, I will offer up why I think it's treated that way, okay. and, and that's where that's where my frustration comes in. Because in many organizations, the management and the leadership team they don't want to invest in some effort that pays off in the future. Right. The, the, it's the, it's the, the planning. There's there's no immediate gratification with marketing. Right. But if you don't have any marketing, there's no immediate gratification with sales if you can't make a sale because you don't know of a customer that needed your product and you couldn't go after that customer. Well, so if, that's, that's 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 the thing that uh, that that really that does get me. Yes, 
they, they, and I, you know, I hate saying they, who is, you know, a lot of management teams, when they cut, when they cut the budget and they cut headcount, um, they cut marketing. Now, I would also say that, that they probably should cut marketing because they never paid attention to it. And so the marketing department or group or resources might be very weak and have no direction. Yes. So if you, if you haven't provided direction to an or, uh, part of your organization, well, of course it's going to show the, the weakest. It'll be the weakest leg. So it's a it's a nasty, nasty circle. Yes, I, I would agree. If leadership is not putting the effort into making sure that the marketing group is is positioned well enough to pay those dividends, either short term or long term, then don't have a marketing department. You know, right. you know that, that doesn't make any yes. sense. But I will say. That you're shooting yourself in the foot if you're not clearly understanding what marketing could do for you, right? You know, right. so they have the patience to to see it through, yes. collect the data. Now, people see marketing as an expensive proposition too. Not yes, only any headcount, but when you need to collect data, there's plenty of organizations out there that is their sole livelihood to collect data. So when you think about it, there's organizations out there that their sole livelihood is to collect data. And you don't want to pay that. You don't want to pay them for that data. You want to figure out how to get it on your own. Well, just, just think, you know, you, 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 you don't want to build a house. You want to build a house, but you don't want to pay for somebody to build a house. So you're going to try it on your own. Right. Probably not a good idea. Or you're not going to have the house that you would expect to get for the money you're going to end up spending. Well, and I definitely. So that's enough of analogies today. <laughs> anyway, well, I definitely anyway. think that size of company is, is a big player in this too. You know, the, if you go from one end, uh, you know, a very small organization, you've definitely got to be smart about how you tackle uh, solving your marketing needs. You know, that, like you said, there's a lot of resources out there. Uh, you definitely have to pace yourself and do the things that are going to pay off quickly, uh, do the things that are going to help guide you through the process. It's still an investment, but I think if done um, in an appropriate fashion, in a paced fashion, you can definitely do it. Uh, and then, of course, you've got a large organization that can put lots of resources into it. And depending on what they're selling, their marketing department might be massive and has to be massive to, to you know, you know, a company like Pfizer, you know, drug company. Marketing is probably... <laughs> bigger than most manufacturing groups, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, really, yeah. Working for the doctors to prescribe it for you. Exactly. You Whether you need it or not, there's my public service announcement there. There you uh, go. Um, but, you know what, though? I think maybe maybe the benefit then that you and I can get out of this and hopefully anybody that's listening is, okay, so say you are a small to medium-sized company and you think, well, you know what, maybe we should have some marketing. What, what would be the best approach? In, in my opinion, the best approach is to sit down and figure out what it is that your, your equipment, your product offering is fixing for your customers, okay? Now, now, product development rule 101 is, you know, don't develop a product and hope that the customers need it. So let's, let's start with the assumption that, that anybody that's listening to this has a product that solves a customer's issue. Right. So now you just have to figure out who are those customers? You know, who are the new customers? And then the customers that you've already sold to, what's the best way of keeping them? Right. I mean, when, you, when you think about it, marketing really shouldn't be to the customers that you already have. Keeping those customers 
is is easier than going and getting a new customer. And I think everybody in the world has heard this if they've been in business for a while. So yeah. so that's that, that's two sides of this coin. Keep the customers that you have by your sales team, your engineering team, and, and, and good customer service. But go get the new customers that are similar to the customers that, that you've sold to in the past. Customers that maybe your competition has in the palm of their hand. Well, sit back and think, why? Kind of like a root cause analysis. Why, why, do, why is the customer buying from our competition, not us? Right. What can we do different to our product offering? And, and provide that type of information to the market so that the market sees us as being differentiated and now we'll open the door for a salesperson to go and make a sale. Right, and I think there, I think you've only got those two ways to, to uh, tackle marketing, which is, like you said, either new customers or expanding your existing customers. And you're right, new customers is definitely going to take more resources, more time, a lot more patience, and more uh, – understanding on where you need to go with your marketing effort to acquire those new customers. You're going to have to understand your, your, your segments that you're getting into. And of course the danger always is, is trying to get into too much, you -hmm. know? So there is a flip side to this that, you know, if you've got, you know, 10 different uh, business segments that you could get into trying to go into all 10 of them all at once is, is very, I would imagine is very difficult and wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. You need to, you know, I know that, uh, I know for us, uh, you know, we've been in the oil and gas industry for quite some time. So that's been a big uh, segment for us. Uh, We're now, um, since, especially with oil and gas going down, we're now branching out into uh, aerospace. So aerospace is starting to become, and it's aerospace is a booming area right now. If you look at what Boeing's doing, if you look at what uh, uh, Lockheed is doing, uh, look at uh, some of these um, space companies. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of growth going on in that industry. So we've chosen that to be one of our areas that we're going to go after with some of our product lines. So yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, doing an analysis of, of the entire market and figuring out where you're going to go. The, the Pareto principle is always in effect. Just yes. Like <laughs> if, if you got ten market segments, you know, there's two of them that give you eighty percent of your revenue. So you know what? Focus on focus on the two that that are the most likely to generate the majority of the revenue and bookings for you. So one of the things that um, I think is a key to this, you know, we we said we were going to focus on marketing, but you know, the sales side of this, like you said, goes hand in hand. If marketing is is doing all this work, where they're at the end of the day, I think their output is probably either a list of customers or a list of areas to go after that they would hand over to the sales side and say, look, here's, here's some customers, here's some product information like brochures or a marketing kit or something like that. Go after these people and here's some support tools to help you go do that. Um, I think that's at the point where you would hand it off to the salespeople. They could then go off and start doing their work to either, um, support their existing customers with this new information or go after new customers with all the information you have to go out to the market with. So I think, I think that's a, that's a good analogy as to how you split those two. And, and, uh, I think that that's the branch over into the, into the sales side. Um, I think, uh, one of the parts of this that kind of, um, 
is new to me is the data collection side, the analysis side. Have you been involved in any of that? Yeah, especially if you've got a company that's had some kind of system. I won't say an automated system because not a lot of companies, especially small companies, have uh, already installed an ERP system or anything like that. But typically companies have spreadsheets or some other form of collecting data as to where their product has has been sold. So collecting that data and and graphically, um, ge- sorry, geographically analyzing it, potentially graphically, that's the way I would like to do it, is see it on a, on a graph um, as to where, where the product goes, what regions brought you the, the uh, revenue that, or the highest revenue, or you know, revenue in any kind of um, increments that, that, that are meaningful to you, um, what customers are, in, are overlapping in that same region. Because the, the interesting thing to me is that if you're selling to a region and you've got you know so much in revenue from two customers, and, you, and then you plot you know the other potential customers in that region, and there's ten other customers. You know that that, that tells you there that there's a region there that uh, that could use some attention. So what do you do in that region? Is there a trade show maybe that you would go to that's local? Because what I've what I have found is that with trade shows, um, the real operators they they get to go to the trade shows that are local because companies don't want to spend a lot of money sending people to trade shows in fancy places like Las Vegas and Florida. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of the big companies do, but you know, that's where you have to do the analysis Are the companies that you need to reach going to these trade shows. Right. And that's, and that's where, like you said earlier, I completely agree. You don't know if, if your marketing effort is paying off. Well, I think the only reason you don't know is if you're not keeping track. Yeah. Right. So when, when you go to a trade show for the marketing purposes, you need to have a plan going in. What customers are you going to go potentially talk to or should you go talk to? Because there's always a list of who's attending before the show starts. So you set up who's going to go talk to those customers and get, gather information. And then you keep track of that as if, if any orders come, you know, the next whatever, three months, six months, one year from that contact made at that show. Well, then that's that's – the data yep. that you can see how the show paid off. But somehow you've got to make the link between being at that show and getting an order from that customer. How do you know whether that customer um, gave you an order just because they met you at that show? The only way to know really is to ask. And there's no harm in asking. No harm in asking. Agreed. How many, how many, um, how many let's see, surveys or you know, check boxes when you go someplace, even to the doctor's office, you know, you got to fill out 50 sheets of paper to just go see the doctor because you're getting it physical. And one of them is like, how'd you hear about us? Right. And you know what, you know, so typically there people I would imagine would, would put in, you know, friend or family or whatever, you know, the doctor in the neighborhood or something like that. But there's, there's no harm in asking people. You're not really bugging them. If you ask them, especially if they're going to give you an order, Hey, what was the, you know, do you remember I met you at a show? I would hope that as you develop the relationship with the customer, before you get the order, there's, there's some kind of interaction. There's some kind of interaction where, you know, you can, you can understand that the first contact was that show. And you know what? If it wasn't the show, if it wasn't you talking to them, you still want to find out. How did you hear about it? Yeah, because it could have been, it could have been a Google search. It could have been through an ad in a, in a trade magazine. 
Um, you know, so there's a lot of other avenues that you'd like to know where where it's coming from and how they're finding out about you. It could have been word of mouth. It could have been through um, some sort of social media like, uh, you know, LinkedIn or something like that. So you know, it, you're right. The only way to know is ask. Yeah, and my, and my point in this whole conversation is that if you would like the data, then do something about getting it. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, if you don't care, you know, if you don't care, then you're probably not listening to this talk here. <laughs> you don't care. Right. But, but there's got to be there's got to be effort to get a reward. Yeah. That's where I think a lot of people that I have run into, their leaders, they they don't want to deal with the messy stuff. They just want the glory at the end. Right. There's no glory without a whole lot of work. I don't it, care if you're playing a sport or you're at work. Well put. Yeah. It's, and, and I guess maybe you can hear a little frustration in, in my voice because I've seen it way too many times. I'm, I'm grateful that that uh, I'm not in that position now with this <laughs> area that I'm in. But, um, you know, I've seen it. I've seen it in way too many places that uh, – they just don't want to put in the hard work to get the benefit. So one of the last things I'd like to touch on is, so a minute ago I mentioned, you know, handing it off to the salespeople. What if you have a small sales group? Is there other options for uh, handing this off to somebody uh, to actually go do some work for you, like some contract salespeople or some reps or something like that? Well, I think you know your rep network is your is your channel to the market. Um, you need to have whether it's whether it's an independent sales rep channel or or hired uh, employees that work straight for you. But using that sales channel is is what you have to do to make sure that the order comes in. Right. I don't I don't know about contracting out sales you know on a, on a one off basis. I don't know if that's such a uh, an easy thing to do. I guess it all depends on what kind of product you have, but um, you know that 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 sales that sales channel needs to be well in place in order to at least at least you know get the order and process it through. Yeah, because um, you know if you've got a if you've got a complicated product, um, you know obviously there's training involved, there's understanding the product, uh, there's a lot of work that goes into ensuring that you're setting your salesperson up for success or you're setting up a, a rep for for success. So, you know, I was just curious if uh, you had any experience with, you know, trying to figure out how to grow that if you've got a, you know, a small bandwidth, you know, because of course, if you do all this marketing work and you got nobody to hand it off to after that, what's the point? <laughs> well, you know, it's, that is a good, um, it's a good point in this discussion yeah. I mean, you have to you know, that's why you have to have a plan you have to understand so say yeah you have a great a great marketing campaign on the internet you, you have a fantastic website your product is is wonderful and people want it right you have to make sure that as you get orders and maybe you only get orders across the internet you know you, you see this on you know certain tv shows uh you know that, that people can't grow fast enough and they come looking for money from a bunch of rich people <laughs> on how to grow um so you, you, I mean, you have to you have to understand what what can happen and how do you fulfill. You, you have to be able to fulfill the orders. Back again to what you said earlier that you don't want to be in too many markets, spreading right. yourself too thin. You have to you have to align yourself properly for sustainable growth. Right. Not not growth that'll kill you. So um, you know it all depends on what stage of the business 
uh, maturity cycle you are in in your organization as to how to fulfill based on whatever marketing you're doing now and then some enhanced marketing. I mean, uh, you would only hope that if if we started now in an organization that has been around a little while, it's, it's established, and you do some other marketing efforts, you would expect your order rate to go up. So, so planning, planning on executing on that increased order rate is something that has to be done ahead of time as well. If you need more engineers, more accountants, more people to uh, do contract work, things like that, you know, make sure that you can plan ahead and have that at the ready. So, is there anything else we should touch on before we summarize? Um, I would say the main the main point that I would want to get across is is that marketing should be part of the discussion, and if it is only a limited uh, campaign of some sort, whether it's internet shows or, or articles in magazines, that you follow through all the way with executing and then collecting data on on the performance of that method of, of trying to increase your marketing. Right. So I think I think not doing any marketing and saying that your sales is your marketing team without any any additional guidance is a mistake. And I think making sure that you don't treat the marketing effort with an engineering mind, so to speak. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, you know, it's not a big deal. We know we know how to do it. You know, try to use somebody that has been doing marketing at least to give you advice where to go, um, things like that. Just because I think there's more to it than you realize. It may seem simple, but uh, I think there's a lot that can be done there. As I'm learn, you know, as I'm learning now. So yeah, no, uh, and, and that's why I wanted to, to touch on this topic today because uh, it's important to what we're doing currently in, in my organization and. And uh, I'm, I'm learning a lot out of it. So, mm-hmm. so why don't we uh, jump to our picks this week? Uh, you you go first most of the time. Why don't I go, I go first this time? Go ahead. Um, I am going to pick. I'm getting off the uh, the Netflix shows. <laughs> um, I am going picks of the week. You're still watching them. Though. Oh, I'm still watching them. There's no doubt. I am going to pick the Fitbit this week. Um, I've had my Fitbit now for uh, probably. Three or four months. I thoroughly enjoy it. I um, I love looking at the data. <laughs> mm-hmm. Talking exactly. about data, I love looking at the data and watching the trends and stuff. And uh, um, now my wife is uh, on it, and so we do little competitions, little compares here and there. So I think it does a good job of keeping you motivated and and going in the right direction. So if you need something to kind of help you along with your healthy lifestyle, then I think a Fitbit is a fun way to go. So that's my pick. Yeah, I would need, I would need a Fitbit with an extra hand that would slap M&Ms out of my hand. When I go to eat. <laughs> or, or, at least, or at least sense that they're in your hand and go, do you really need that? Yeah. Well, or just shock me with an electric current. <laughs> so what's it your pick this week? Um, I'm, I'm on the podcast with me traveling all the time. I, uh, I listen to podcasts on the airplane and, uh, I found, uh, HBR, Harvard Business Review has a podcast. So, oh, nice. Uh, yeah. Nice. Uh, good topics. So one of the ones that I saw today was, um, you know, how do you disagree with your boss? Oh, nice. You know, you know just little bits of information on, on, uh, how to conduct yourself and how to, you know, present. So there are competitors, you know, 
Well, <laughs> yeah, actually, actually, on my notes, that's 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 uh, what I truly believe is that you get as much information from as many different sources. You bet. As you, create, you bet. I would agree. Your own methodology of process. And yeah. If you, can use, if you can do something with it, then. More power to you. Yeah, and if you if you're trying to listen to just one thing and try to make good judgments based on listening to one thing, you're you're going to kind of hurt yourself. You know, you read the internet, you read articles, you read books, you listen to podcasts. I think through all of that, you've got to ultimately take that information and make your own good decision. So, (laughs) (laughs) and and the closest, the closest we are to Harvard Business Review is uh, something that starts with an H, something that starts with a B, and something that starts with an R. Yeah, no doubt. (laughs) We're way off. We're way off that calendar. Yeah, no doubt. So, uh, so that's uh, where we'll end this week's podcast. We want to thank everybody for listening, and you have a good day. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Man vs. Business. Please note that neither Sean nor myself are business consultants. We just have a strong passion for discussing all things business. Please remember to visit Sigmatree.co to see our other podcasts, our business ventures, and our blog. And by the way, you can also drop us a line from the message page. Again, thank you and have a good week.